This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Passion Church family. Good morning to all of you and to those of you that are joined with us on social media. We say good morning to you as well. I was listening to the thunder as Kelly was praying and I was, if you can turn me down just a little bit, John, I appreciate it. And I was thinking when I was a kid, I used to remember we would say little things like when it would be thundering outside, we'd say, well, God must be in a big bowling match because, you know, if you ever stand just outside of the bowling alley, when you, before you go in, a lot of times you can hear the people bowling and to be, even before you go in. And then when you go in, you go into the front part of there, you can really begin to hear bowling. And I was thinking, well, God, you're just bowling today. God's having a good time. Are you? Amen. I said, God's having a good time. Are you? Amen. We should be having a good time. And I'm so thankful for all of you this morning that have come out and <clears throat> you've, uh, you've bypassed you bypassed the storms, and uh, you weathered the storms. You know, you got up this morning and made yourself ready. You got out and drove in the rain. I know when Kelly and I were coming in this morning, we had big old puddles of, of, of water that we were going through. Had to slow down in order not to drown out the car and everything or the motor or whatever. But, uh, and, and I was thinking to myself, you know, another rainy day. But the Lord just reminded me, he says, yeah, but you know, it's sunshining where I am. He said, I'm, it's sunshining where I am. And he, Jesus prayed the prayer. He said, Lord, that my disciples, and he was speaking about you and I, he said that they would be where I am. Amen. Come on. So in the Lord, it's sunshining today. In our hearts, it's sunshining today. <clears throat> well, I want to get right into the message. I want to keep you along this morning. title of my message this morning is, What Walls in Your Life Need to Come Down? What Walls in Your Life need to come down. We just got through singing one of the songs here in the praise and worship this morning, and it talked about God breaking, breaking the strongholds. And I thought, Lord, I know you put this, this message in my heart, and then I had no idea that Kelly had chose this song. And she chose this, I think, uh, about a month or so ago. But isn't it amazing how God puts things together? You know, and he does it through you and I as individuals. He brings it together. He uses you and I to do and accomplish his work. We are his hands. We are his feet. Come on. We're his mouthpiece. And I was listening as we were singing that song, and I knew what the message was in my heart about breaking strongholds and causing the walls of certain things in our life to come down. And as I was singing that song with them and playing it, I thought, well, Lord, you, you are just so good how you put everything together. So if you have your Bibles this morning, would you raise your Bible with me and say this with me? Would you say this with me? This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. So while you have your Bibles in the hand, turn with me to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6, that's the title of the text, scripture text this morning. 
Joshua chapter 6. Now we're talking about walls. Whenever there is a natural progression, there's also a spiritual progression. I'm going to say that again. Whenever there's a natural progression, there's a spiritual progression. You see, what God does is He uses mankind on planet earth here to work with our hands, with our mouth, with our feet. We do things in the natural, but it moves the heavenly realm. It moves the spiritual realm. And we know that God works through us and does that. Well, when I studied this passage of scriptures this, uh, this week in, uh, in Joshua, we learned that God had spoke to Joshua and he gave him a plan of action in order for some walls to come down. Now, I want you to remember, these walls were built to protect those inside. Now, read with me in, in verse 1 of chapter 6. Now, Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none went in. Why were they not going out? Why were they not coming in? It was because of the children of Israel. And the, the thing of the, with the children of Israel was, it was they heard about their God. They knew that their God was a lot stronger and bigger and better than anything they served. So they were walled in. Have you ever felt you were walled in? You see, they were living in a state of fear. They, they had to have been. It says they wouldn't even let anybody come in or go out. They didn't want any opportunity for any of the Israelites to come in to the city of Jericho. And the reason was they, were, they knew that they would be taken out. What you and I have often done is we have built our walls around us of fear. Could be of, of we've built a wall of, of, of debt financially. Am I talking to anybody at all here this morning? Maybe we have built a wall of, 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 of hurt within ourselves or with other people or family members. So we all have walls that we need to come down. All of us do. Some of the walls may be walls of addiction. Alcohol, drugs, whatever. But the walls can come down. Now we see this with, with Joshua in verse 2. I think Sonia's got that for me. Joshua 6.2. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into your hands Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Now, we see here where God has says, Joshua, I'm giving them to you. I'm not only just giving you Jericho, I'm giving you everything in it. I'm giving you the king. I'm giving you the remnants of it, the, end, what are, are the people inside, the, even the mighty men of valor. I'm giving them to you. In other words, what God is saying to Joshua, if you'll follow my plan, this is yours. But he had to follow the plan. 
Number one, take God at his word. That's what Joshua had to do. Read in verse number three now. And it shall come to, and, and you shall compass the city, all you men of war, and go around about it, the city once. Then shalt thou do this six days. And the seven priests shall bear for the ark seven trumpets and ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight unto him. So number one, we see that God gave him a command. He said, Joshua, this is what I want you to do. Now, if you look at it from the natural standpoint, Joshua was a man of war. He had fought battles before he ever got into to the city or to the land of Canaan. Before he ever came to Jericho, he was fighting other kings and other enemies. And they won. So Joshua was, this is not his first battle. And don't you kind of think about it when you, when you read a story like this and you, you, you think, or at least I do, I think, man, Joshua must have thought this is kind of a crazy th- way to go about this. This does not line up with the way we've been doing battles before. Well, let me remind you, whenever we're doing God's plan, so many times it's not the way I would do it or the way you would do it. Have you ever noticed that? God has a unique way of doing things. And God told Joshua, this is the way I want you to do it. And I'm sure Joshua... Being a man of valor, being a man of war thought, now Lord, that ain't how we just do it. You know, you're, you're saying we're not even going to draw the sword? And God is saying, I am the sword. <laughs> but Joshua had to trust him. Number two, walk in obedience to the Lord. Walk in obedience to the way that he is sharing with you, speaking to you about how to take the walls down in your life. The Bible says that the violent take it by force. But Joshua here, God is showing Joshua, I don't want you to use your sword. I'm not asking you to do this thing in the natural way. There is a spiritual way, and God says, I want to do it my way. To do as we're, as we're working it and, and following the plan of God to, to eliminate the walls in our life that have put us in bondage, God is saying, do it my way. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. There are four steps Of taking the walls down. But in that act of obedience. I want you to read with me. In 1 Samuel. Chapter 15. If you have your Bibles. Turn with me over there real quick. 1 Samuel chapter 15. And all of my markers fell out of my Bible this morning. And they fell out in the rain. 1 Samuel chapter 15. In verse 22, And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, listen, to obey is better than a sacrifice. So oftentimes we're saying, Well, Lord, I I, want to obey you. I want to obey it, but I want to do it my way. Or how about if I just put in a big offering? 
you take care of this if I just may put in a good offering or something, or I'll do an act of kindness. This will be my sacrifice. God said, no, I just want you to obey me. Obedience is better than a sacrifice. And over in Deuteronomy chapter 28, he says these blessings in the, in the book of Deuteronomy, in the 28th chapter, he says, and these blessings follows obedience. What blessings are we looking for? We're looking for the blessing of the Lord to help get these walls tore down. That's kept us in bondage. The four steps I want to make mention to you this morning. To your walls coming down. I want you to read with me now in Joshua chapter 6, verse number 6. And Joshua the son of Nun called the priest and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant, let seven priests bear seven trumpets, ram's horns, before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, Pass on and compass the city, and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. So there's a pattern here. And if you, if you, if you look at the natural pattern, you think this is, this is kind of unusual of going about this. It doesn't say anything about I want you to go to war. I just want you to follow a pattern here. So I, I the God. I the God of more than enough. I the God of wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Can break down these walls. Just follow my plan. The first thing they said was. Is that the priests. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. The armed men. The armed men were the men of valor. The armed men were the men of valor. They went first. In the natural, it would be the armed men. In the spirit world that we live in, it's our angels. Over in chapter, I think, Psalms 91, it says that the, the Lord gives His angels charge over you, and they go before you. And what do they do? They're to protect you. So in the spirit realm, if we're, if we're looking at how do we get these walls to come down in our life. Number one, we send the angels forth. We let the angels go first. They are our, they are our warriors. They are drawing the sword, so to speak. Jesus said, it, I, can, I could have called many, many angels to come and fought for him. So our angels go before us. Psalms 91 says he sends his angels to go before us. Even so much so to catch us if we were to fall. So our angels are going before us. Number two. It said now I want the priests to go to follow after the armored men. The men of war. The Bible says if you look over in uh, 2 Peter chapter 9. It refers to us as being priests. Have you got that one on the, on the, on the screen there, Sonia? 2 Peter chapter 9. It's so important that we understand who we are in God. Anytime we're going into battle, we got to do it in the spiritual realm. 
The Bible says that we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers in high places, in, in spiritual places. We don't go to war drawing the sword when we're trying to get these addictions and these brokenness and the hurts and the, and the sorrows and the problems that we're dealing with in life. We don't do it. Listen, the, the, the people that you often think is your enemy, it's not, they're not your enemy. It's the enemy is in them. It's that spirit that you're dealing with. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of the temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. I don't think that was the one I wanted. 1 Peter 2nd 9. Was that? No, that's 2nd Peter. I wanted 1 Peter. That's all right. But it talks about we are priests. We are priests. A royal priesthood. Pull up, if you would, Sonia, Revelations 5.10. Revelations 5.10. It, 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 that scripture also is a scripture of talking about that we are priests. And it says, And haste made unto us our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. We reign as kings and priests. And we've got to see ourselves that, the, that in order for these walls to come down, our angels, we command our angels to go. We command our angels to go. We are commanding the angels being our, 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 these are our men of valor. These are our men of war. Our angels are trained. And we send them forth. Number one. Number two, we are the priests. And we blow the trumpet. What trumpet? The trumpet of victory. Why wouldn't we? If the angels are going before us and doing, we know they're going to accomplish the purpose and plan of God. Amen. They have to follow the word of God. Amen. So if they're going before us, what are we doing? We're the priests, but we're also speaking Amen. the word of God. Amen. That's our sword. That's our sword. It's the word of God. And what are we saying? We're saying things like... For instance, if, 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 if you're in financial debt, I'll use this as an example. If you're in financial debt, you want to be debt free. Well, you start quoting the scripture, I think, is it in John? It says, uh, um, or is it, I believe it's John. It says, um, oh, no man, nothing. Oh, no man, nothing. Well, if I'm in the process of getting out of debt, then what I'm going to say is this. Because I'm a priest and I have the right to do this. Kings and priests on this earth. And I'm also a son of the most high God. And he's given me, Jesus has, the power and the authority to use his name to accomplish bringing the will of God that is in heaven and making it here accomplished on earth. Amen. Thy will be done on earth. Does he want me in debt? No, he doesn't want me in debt. So I'm going to quote that scripture. Oh, no man, nothing but love. Okay. Now, I have sent my angels out. I'm speaking the word of God. And I'm also declaring the word of God in a way that it's not a, in the muddle guddles. Well, Lord, I just hope you're listening. I hope you'll do this. No, I'm declaring. Your word says, I owe no man nothing. Therefore, I owe no man nothing. I am debt free. We well, say, well, that's kind of ridiculous. In the natural, you do owe. I'm declaring, I'm calling those things that are not as though they were. Jesus did it, and he says, I'm giving you the power to do the same thing. 
What is he doing? He's making a way for the walls to come down. Does that mean I'm not going to pay them? No, it does mean I am paying the debt. But it means that God is making a way for the debts to be paid. And paid much sooner than they normally would. Because he is going before me to pull those walls down. If, number one, I will believe to follow his plan. Number three, this is what's following the priest, the ark. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the ark because I'm running out of time, but the ark is the representation of the presence of God. Everywhere the children of Israel went, they always brought the ark. They knew without the ark, if you study, especially over in Samuel, man, when the, when, the, when the Philistines was coming after the Israelites, you know what they do? Get the ark, let's go to war. They knew that the presence of God would help them win the war. Can't do it without God's presence. So number three, we see it's the Ark of the Covenant. Number four, and I like this one, the rearward or the rear guard. So you got your, you got your armored men in the natural, but in our spirit world we have our angels. Number two, we have the priest blowing the trumpet. Well, we're priests and we're blowing our trumpet. We're declaring the word of God. Number three, we've got the Ark of the Covenant. And in the, coming up in the back is the rear guard. The angels again. The military. God is going before us and he's behind us. To keep us, to protect us. And it's so important that you and I... Know this in our hearts that we don't, it's not something that we hope will happen when we're, when we're speaking of these walls coming down. We have to believe that the same God that was working with Joshua works with you and I today. The same God that worked with him works with us. And we're following the same pattern. Jesus gave us the blueprint even in the Old Testament. And I can also show you this in the New Testament as well. Number five. I like what he says over here. This was, this was so comical. He tells them to be quiet. <laughs> well, that would be tough on me. Now, for some of you, it may not. But look at verse 10. And Joshua had commanded the people saying, and ye shall... You shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice. <laughs> now, I don't know if Kelly could do this. And she's probably saying the same about me. If God put two people together that like to run their mouth, then he put Ron and Kelly together. My mom always said, I, think, I know you're going to be a preacher. You love to talk. But you know what? Keeping their mouth shut was so important. God is saying to you and I, in this reference, in the spiritual realm, quit talking the negative. Don't say another word. When you have declared the word of God as a priest, you're going forward. You're marching around your walls. That's what you're doing. You're declaring the word of God as you're, as you're going throughout your day. You're marching around your walls. You're speaking the word of God. 
But he told them, don't talk. What he was saying to you and I today in our, in our modern day, don't talk about the negative. Don't go along and say, well, I've been praying about this for, for two weeks now, and I'm not seeing the first sign. Well, first of all, you don't need to keep praying once you've asked him. You need to declare it. There's a time to pray. Then there's a time to rejoice. You, you, you call those things that are not as though they were. Then you declare, this is my life. This is what's happening in my life. This family situation is, is going to, it, it is clearing up. It's not, well, I hope it's clearing up. That's negative. But when you declare God's word, you're declaring the end from the beginning. You're saying within yourself. And what you're doing is you're building yourself up. You're building up your faith. You're saying, God, you know what? Your word says it. That's it. I believe it. I'm going to say your word. I'm going to hold on your word. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved. Listen, I'm not moved by what I hear. You know, it seems like whenever I'm desiring to, to, to put forth this plan of action in my life for some walls to come down that I don't want in my life anymore, it seems like I somehow get around the most negative people I've ever seen in my life. Well, I heard so and so about you. I heard so-and-so is going on. Oh, I tell you, I'm glad I'm not you. Bless your heart, brother. I'm praying for you. <laughs> I say, good Lord. If your prayers is like what you're saying to me, don't even pray. Just, man, just go on. Have you ever been around people like that? But it seems like it really, it just seems like those people show up when you're really trying to get these walls to come down. You're doing everything possible. So number five was just keep quiet. As I'd probably say to Kelly, just shut up. But I wouldn't say that. I've been married 42 years. I've learned how to say some different words. Maybe something on, um, well, okay, I, I think I got the point. You know, if she's, if she's sharing something, I got that, baby. That's a good point. I got it. When deep down inside I'm saying, golly, I got it, girl. <laughs> Can I just be transparent? Because I'm just like everybody else. There's times I want to be able to lash out, speak the wrong words, be negative, create an issue, create a problem. I don't want problems in my family. I don't want problems in my marriage. I don't want financial problems. I'm speaking the word of God over me, my wife, my family, my children, my finances, over everything. I'm speaking, prayed, prayed the other day. I said, God, if there's an accursed thing on this ministry here at Passion Church, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. God says, now that's my boy. That's my boy. Why? Because I don't want any good thing not to come to these people, to you here at Passion Church. I want all good things to happen. Number six, and we're closing. Besides, it's getting about lunchtime for some of you. Number six, what did he say? In Joshua, in Joshua chapter six, verses 15 and 16. 
And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day. They compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time. Everybody say the seventh time. Did it happen on the first time? That should give us courage. Well, God, I just don't see it happening. Did it happen on the second day? Or the second time that you confessed? No. Was it the third time? It still didn't fall. Nothing has happened. But they are following in obedience to the plan of God. They didn't give up. They just said, if God said do it this way, we got to do it this way. Because God is not a God of failing. He never failed from the beginning and he never never will fail. When the priests blew the trumpets, verse 16, Joshua said unto the people, what did he say? Shout. For the Lord hath given you the city. I want to close with this morning with this statement. You've heard people say, well, when you've done all you can to stand, the scripture says, when you've done all you can to stand, just stand. When you have commanded your angels to go before you in the situation that's involving your life that has got the walls built up, your walls of Jericho, if you have taken that stand and sent the angels to go And accomplish it. To tear those walls down. To repair that situation. Whatever your. Whatever your. Your walls are. When you've commanded the angels to do this. And you have started speaking as a priest. A royal priest. You have started speaking the words of God. Declaring what God's word says about that situation. And you know you have the presence of God with you because Jesus is in your life. You've received him as your personal savior. The presence of God is involved in this. And you know that there's nothing, nothing on the back end of this thing can affect you because the angels are there too. Protecting you. And protecting the situation. And you haven't spoken negatively. Even if it hasn't happened on the seventh day. Or two weeks. Or 30 days. You can get a confirmation. Listen to me. You can get a confirmation in your spirit. That will well up on the inside of you. And it will say within you. God saying I got this. It will be a comfort. Something, something will happen. Well, God will bring about a sign. He'll say something. Somebody will say something to you. You'll read something. You'll hear something. That is a confirmation. God is saying, it's a done deal. I've heard your prayer. And you will shout. You will shout about it. You say, how do you know? I've had it happen to me. I've had it happen to me. Certain circumstances happen in life, and I'd go before the Lord, and I'd begin to pray and declare his word over it. And you know what happened? All of a sudden, I'd either get a word or something, or I, I, would, I, I would hear somebody in talking, just in conversation, and, and I'd hear something. And it was just one word. And I knew it was God saying, it's taken care of. I got this. It's a done deal. It's almost like he was saying, 
finished. It's done. Something on the inside of me would well up and I'm thinking, yes, yes, yes. Now, I don't get as happy as some people. I may not show my emotions as much as some people. But on the inside, I was saying, glory to God. Because I knew it was a done deal. I was shouting, giving God praise because it's a done deal. And if you're here this morning and you want to follow this pattern, you can follow the pattern, but you've got to have Jesus in your heart to make the pattern work. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, or you're watching online and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, you need Jesus in your heart so this pattern will work for you. How do I know it works? It works for me. And I have Jesus living inside my heart. I've asked him to come in and be the Lord of my life. So if you are watching on social media this morning, and if you're in here this morning and you've not received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, you have Jesus in your heart. It was so simple. And now you have, you have the God of all gods, the Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit to help you bring these walls down because you on your own cannot bring these walls down. You have to have the Holy Spirit. You have to have God the Father. Because see, the Holy Spirit would lead God and direct you in these things. Follow these six steps. And I will assure you of victory. Your walls of Jericho will come down. And your circumstances will change. And you'll have another testimony to share with other people. Let me share with you what God has done for me. You know, one of the greatest ways to be a witness for Jesus Christ is to share with others what God has done for you. Most of the people I have come in contact with out on the job sites and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm out on job sites where there's construction going on. I'm around a lot of construction guys. I'm even out on job sites and doing things sometimes when there's AC Heating and air men that are there doing their job, but I'm, I'm in there doing some touch-ups work. And a lot of times, they're not, they're not, those people on the job, they're not wanting for me to come up and bring my Bible and go over to them and say, you know, uh, do you know Jesus? You need this Jesus. You can be just like me. <laughs> Number one, guy, I don't know you. Number two, I don't want to be like you. Hello. But when you have Jesus in your heart and you're working along beside people, you're hearing things. Well, man, I tell you what, we're going through a tough time. My wife and I are going through a tough time right now. I said, listen, can I share with you what happened with my wife and I? We went through a tough time. Oh, we went more than just one tough time. We've been through quite a few tough times. He said, really? I said, but you know what? God, mercy, so merciful, he brought our marriage 
back together. And now I love her. Back then, I wanted to kick her out. <laughs> and she probably wanted to get rid of me too. But, I, I could, but you see, do you see the approach? It's not going in there and tell them they're going to hell and if they're, they're sinners. <laughs> the Bible says we've all sinned. And sometimes when I get up in the morning, and if I don't start my day out right with God, I feel like I'm living in hell. Come on. I'm, I'm really being transparent. <laughs> have you ever felt that way? Just all hell breaks loose. Anything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. That's when God's saying, did you start with me? No, you didn't. That's why we need to start with him. Because God will use you even in the process of your walls coming down. He'll use you to minister to other people saying, well, the walls aren't down yet. Listen, people aren't interested in, in some great big miraculous thing. People want to see the simplicity of life, the crap, the mess they live in. They want to see how God has dealt with those things in your life. They want to know, how did God fix it for you? It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. But it's those little things in our life that God has done. Sometimes people feel like, well, I just can't go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, I'm kind of timid and, and I don't really know how to share. Has God brought down any walls in your life? Any? Has he done any of those for you? Those, those are the testimonies that you share. Because they're testimony. It's a testimony of reality. God did this for me. That's the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For those of you that received him a while ago, either in here or on, on social media, when you received him into your heart, you just did it by faith. You said, I just believe you. I repented of my sins. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. And he does it just that simple. Sharing your testimony is just as simple. You're not trying to change them. You're just sharing what God did for you. You're, it's not your job to try to get them born again. God never, never said, I want you to go get them born again. He just said, I want you to share the gospel. What he was saying is, share what I've done for you. Sometimes it could be a little thing like, you know, you're out, you're out in the public or somebody, somebody makes a comment about times are tough. You can say, yeah, well, I remember not long ago when it was hard for you to make my car payment. I wasn't sure I was even going to be able to make it. But, you know, I, I went to church and I, I gave my tithe, and it wasn't a whole lot, but I still gave my tithes. But you know what? The following week, God met my car payment. It was a simple thing. Boy, it might have been a big thing to that person, but in somebody else's eyes, it may have just been a simple thing. Oh, what's a five, six, seven, eight hundred dollar a month car payment? That's not no big deal. I can go and get that off my credit card. Well, to some people, they may live in that world, but there's other people that don't. And that could be the very testimony that would change that person's life, that would make them say, Wow, I would like to have this Jesus. It will open the door to get them inside the church doors so that they can also hear the stories how to be an overcomer through following simple steps of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. I hope this, this message this morning has encouraged you. If you've taken notes, I hope that you, these notes will encourage you to follow through with these steps that you can see your walls of Jericho coming down. You say, Pastor, do you have, do you have walls? 
Oh, Kelly and I both have walls that we're believing to come down. But we're speaking the word of God over it. We've sent the angels after it. They're doing their job. We're living in the presence of God. And God is doing his part. But he's requiring you and I to do our part. Keep the faith. Trust in him. Speak those words over your situation. And watch the walls come tumbling down. Let us pray. Father, I pray this morning that this word has gone forth and touched our hearts. Encourage us, Father, that we don't have to live behind the wall of fear. Father, we don't have to live behind the wall of addictions. We don't have to live behind the wall of heartache and pain. But you came that we might have life and have it more abundant. That we, by following after you, listening to the small, still voice of the Holy Spirit, we can follow you, follow your plan of action, and we can watch these walls come tumbling down. And we will have a testimony to share with the world. If God did it for me, he can do it for you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. For those of you that were watching online and then you received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we want to remind you, please contact Passion Church here at Ellick City. We want to have the opportunity to give you some literature that you can take back with you that will help you in your walk with Jesus Christ. And for those of you here this morning, I want to say to you, thank you for battling the rain, the thunder and the lightning. But you notice how when we started ministering, it left. The presence of the Lord is here. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.